All right. Welcome to Sunday morning live with Living Light Outdoors. We are going to <laughs> try to get through this. Man, I'm, I'm still physically struggling through all this crud and garbage going around. And man, I know a lot of people have gotten sick. A lot of people have had the flu. Uh, I know some people who have gotten the COVID bug and uh, I've, I've had the flu and man, it, it took me out of Thanksgiving weekend completely and, and it just keeps lingering. I, I'm having a hard time getting past it. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm there. I actually felt better yesterday than I had in a long time. I had to, uh, we went up to Blackwell last night and did a wedding and, and really had a good time with that. Rhonda got to come home and go with me on that. And, uh, man, what a beautiful time we had with some family, uh, some very close friends that, um, got to, to had the honor of officiating a wedding that uh, was really a really a beautiful thing. So very, very happy about that. Kind of dragging this morning. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to get my focus here. Rhonda just had to head back to Sepulpa to be with her father this morning. And so be praying, be praying over both of us. We, we spend a lot of time on the road traveling back and forth. And, uh, you know, Rhonda's under a lot of pressure uh, trying to, to keep up with her dad and, and things. And he's doing well. Um, he's uh, he's almost 92. The man is, uh, the man, he's, he's a, he's a hoot to be around. He, he is a, a, just an old farmer that loves talking about the old days. And, uh, so it, it is, it's, it's challenging, but what a blessing it is right now. Um, so keep, keep, keep us in prayer with our family. So for certain, I want to talk to you this morning <clears throat> and that you're just going to have to bear with my little hacking and coughing and snorting stuff, trusting God in a physical world. Right, I mean, trusting God in a physical world. We we often, I think, we take for granted the fact that we're we're followers of Christ, or a lot of us are those of us who who have surrendered, but yet we still live in a very physical world that doesn't make sense a lot of times. I think one of the most difficult things that a human being encounters is, is the notion of faith and belief. Because of our human nature and and the physiology of the human creation, we're created with senses, right? Um, we're we're naturally inclined to hear, to smell, to taste, to touch, and to see. The more we mature in our walk with the Lord, we may begin noticing that these natural senses are almost always subject to the spiritual. What what I mean is is that the spiritual life seems to be in contrast with the natural life. Galatians 5 speaks of walking in the spirit. So, so there's a physical and a, and a spiritual being tied together there. The, the physical nature of walking, but then walking in the spirit realm as well. So it's, it's blending those two together. It's starting to make so much more sense that faith really is the evidence of things not seen. And that, that a spiritually driven life is a life of constant faith and belief. I mean, I, my faith is put to the test frequently. You know, it is, it is, faith is very much believing in something that I cannot see. It, it's believing in something that's going to happen that I can't see physically, and I can't make it happen physically. It's, it's a faith that God's going to provide something. Very, very difficult for me at times. I will, I will admit to that. Because we are so uniquely crafted as human beings, we don't naturally trust someone we can't see, especially when there's pain or uncertainty involved in our own personal story. 
When we found ourselves engulfed and buried inside of one of life's many storms, and there's plenty of those, it becomes a lot easier to self-protect to avoid suffering. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at finding my way away from things, coming out here to my little hole in the wall in the country, hiding out, letting the world go by. Um, it, it's not hard to do when storms overcome me to just disappear and, and just let it blow over, if you will. You know that, that type of a, of a thing inside of me. Our daily pursuit must become that of relentlessly asking the Lord for the grace to trust him. No matter, no matter what my daily circumstances look like to my human eye, having this innate ability to, to relentlessly come before the Lord with my need, with, with whatever's going on in my life, and asking the Lord for grace to trust him. I spend a lot of windshield time in my truck and doing just that. Um, I drove to, to Blackwell Friday, Friday for the rehearsal for this wedding. I wasn't feeling very well. And man, I, me and the Lord had us some, we had us a chat on that drive up. It took me about an hour and a half. And I spent that entire hour and a half pretty much praying in the spirit, telling the Lord what was in my heart. I, I mean, God, you, I can't be sick this weekend. I've got to do. I've got to be here for these young people. I've got. I've got to be here for this family. I can't let this illness take me out of this equation. You know, I've got to be whole enough to do this. And 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 I believe he did. I believe he answered my cry. I believe because man, I, I did feel much better on Saturday and was able to journey up there and do the wedding just fine. Um, and I'm feeling better today. So I I do believe he's he's answering that call, but it's it's a matter of relentlessly asking him for the grace to trust him, that for the grace to trust in those things that we can't see, we can't fix. I'm a fixer, but but oftentimes I, I, there's stuff in my life I simply can't do anything about. I can't solve them. I've got to learn to trust the Lord, and it's through his grace that he does this for me. Discovering that we actually like being surprised and that the Holy Spirit loves to surprise us all the time. In time, we can just stand and not look at the, to the right or to the left, and we will see how his hand has been spinning us on the wheel like a potter's clay all along. God's, God's had a plan for us all along, and oftentimes we spend our time spinning our head around instead of sitting still and realizing that the wheel's spinning and God's molding us and shaping us and changing our life and changing our surroundings all, all on his time. We just have to trust him and we have to hold on to him. Ryan Stevens wrote a song called In the Eye of the Storm. And, and one of the last lyrics says, my only hope is to trust in you. Man, what a beautiful line. And it's a beautiful song. I, I'd encourage you. Look up Ryan Stevens' Eye of the Storm and, and let that song minister to you today. It, 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 I, I spend a lot of time listening to that song because it speaks volumes into my life. My only hope is to trust in you. This must become our heart's cry for all of us. No, no matter what we face in our personal lives, pray that we would be awakened to the knowledge and the truth of the goodness of God in all situations. Man, God's his goodness is right there for us. He doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to go through calamity. 
He allows it in times in our life because it shapes us and it molds us. We mature in the fight. We, we get stronger in the midst of the struggle. We get stronger in battle. The, those, those battles that he allows us to go through are for our benefit, not, not necessarily for his. He knows us, but he wants us to know ourselves. He wants us to know that we can endure these hard times. We're going to look at Psalms 37, and it's, it's a long, long read. There's 40 verses in, in Psalms 37. But Psalms 37 is a response to the problem of evil. Okay, there, this is David's writing this, but it's a response to the problem of evil, which the Old Testament often expressed as maybe um, why, kind, of a, kind of a question, if you will. Why do the wicked prosper and the good suffer? Charles Spurgeon, revivalist, called it the great riddle of the prosperity of the wicked and the affliction of the righteous. So it's, it's, this, it's this battle of good versus evil. And, and, and I think oftentimes, we've probably, every single one of us at some point in our life, have questioned why those people who obviously don't live for the Lord are prospering and we're struggling. We don't have anything. We're fighting for everything we have, trying to do the right thing, and we watch the wicked prosper. It is a riddle. It, it, is, a, it, is, a, it is the great debate. Um, and, and, but I want you to listen closely to Psalms 37. Verse, uh, this is, we're going to do 1 through 40. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the whole thing, so bear with me. But Psalms 37, 1 through 40, I'm going to do this in an Amplified. Do not worry because of evildoers. Right off the bat, it's telling us, man, don't worry about the evil stuff. Nor be envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass, and they'll fade like green herb. Just rely and have confidence in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed securely on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him also, and he will do it. He will make your righteousness, your pursuit of right standing with God, like the light, and your judgment like the shining of the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him and entrust yourself to him. Do not fret. Don't whine. Don't agonize because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who do evil will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Man, you could stop right there, but there's more. For yet a little while, and the wicked one will be gone forever. Though you look carefully where he used to be, he will not be found. But the humble will at last inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity and peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, the wicked one, and the one who oppresses the righteous, for he sees that his day of defeat is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slaughter those who are upright in conduct, those who personal integrity and godly character the sword of the ungodly will enter their own heart, and their bow will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous who seek the will of God 
than the abundance, the riches of many wicked, godless. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, and the Lord upholds and sustains the righteous who seek him. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will continue forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will have plenty and be satisfied. But the wicked, the ungodly, will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pasture and like the fat of the lambs that is consumed in smoke. They vanish like smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and kind and gives. For those blessed by God will at last inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. I like this part. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way and blesses his path. When he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. I have been young, and I'm now old. Yet I have not seen the righteous, those in in right standing with God, abandoned, or his descendants pleading for bread. All day long he is gracious, and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, and you will dwell securely in the land forever. For the Lord delights in justice, and does not abandon his saints, his faithful ones. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked will in time be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and live in it forever. The mouth of the righteous proclaims wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice and truth. The law of his God is in his heart. Not Not one of his steps will slip. The wicked lies in wait on the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for and expect the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you in inert la- in, to inherit the land. In the end, when the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent man with great power, spreading and flaunting himself like cedar in its native soil. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man who was spiritually complete, and behold the upright who walks in moral integrity. There is a good future for the man of peace, because a life of honor blesses one's descendants. As for transgressors, they will be completely destroyed. The future of the wicked will be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge and stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. That is a powerful piece of scripture. It's a mouthful. There's a lot. I would, I would encourage you, go back and study out Psalms 37, whatever version you, you choose, but study out Psalm 37 and look at what it's saying to you. See, it, it, it talks about the fact that You know, why is it that, man, all these people who do ugly stuff prosper and, man, I'm over here suffering, trying trying to work for the Lord. It explains it all. It's the only thing they're ever going to have. We have an eternity of blessing. All we have to do is endure till the end. Trust God till the end. I believe he's going to turn some things around in these last days, and he is going to prosper his people. Be prepared for it. Don't let go of him. Stay connected. I'll end with this, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. 
says, You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress, your shield, your banner. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. It's Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. Again, refrigerator prayer right there. Keep perfect the constant peace of the ones whose mind is, is steadfast, committed, focused on the Lord. Be confident in expectations in what God's going to provide for you. Trust him confidently, for he is our fortress, our shield, and our banner. He is the rock of all ages. Man, what a beautiful setting, right? I mean, we have a lot of woe is me going on inside of us because we don't see things. We don't understand things. But look at what God speaks to us when we pay attention. He said, man, don't, don't fret over this. Don't, don't worry about these things. Don't worry about these things. Keep your eyes on me. Stay focused on me. I'll take care of you. I'll bless. My seed has never been found begging for bread. One of my dear friends, Rhonda and I, and many who listen to me, uh, one of our dear friends, Martha Kistler, used to sing a song about that. Never see that sparrow enter God's children begging for bread. His inheritance never begs for bread. He will provide for us, but we have to trust him. We've got to keep our eyes on him. We've got to stay steadfast in him. We've got to be focused on what God has for us to do and let him take care of us in the process. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. I hope you have a fantastic Sunday morning. I'm headed to church. I got to preach another message here in just a minute. <laughs> Be at Perkins uh, at Cimarron Worship Center. If you're in the Perkins area this morning, drop by and see us. We'll start about 1045. Love to see you there. I'll be preaching there today. And then next week, I'm off to Tennessee on a veteran hunt. I'll be with uh, Peterson Outdoor Ministries, ministering in Paris, Tennessee, with uh, Luke Hochaver and Wings of Wings of Hope at, at his lodge down there on a duck hunt. So excited about that. We'll be back in here throughout the week doing some things as well on our podcast. Stay with that. Check out our podcast because, man, there's stuff lands on there that doesn't come out live like this. Something coming out every day on that podcast. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.